Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Of time, you've got time and season in your head. You've got a light out of darkness. You don't need a man. To be in a God you are, you have chosen to call me on. You are God, you are God, from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are all, all by yourself. You are gone. You are gone from beginning to the end. There's no place for. My soul will magnify the Lord, <laughs> and my spirit sees me for the It's low morning agree. Jesus is not. Come to draw, 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 draw from you again. Yeah. We've come to draw, oh, draw straight, draw straight, draw. Draw, draw, draw from you 
Thank you, Jesus. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God, verse 27, created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created he. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? And God blessed them. And God said to them, not God said to him, and God blessed them. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the birds of the air. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. For most of us who have been, have been following what is going on the cell, the cell teaching in the beginning of the year, we started looking at this thing. We understand by the word of God that man was not made from evolution. That, and then God said. Let us, there was a counsel, let us make man in our image. Verse 27 now told us what happened. And he said, and God created. Are we together? There was a decision, there was an intention known. Then verse 27 showed to us that, and then God executed it. And now we saw that this man, is made in the image of God. And is male and female. Male and female. Genesis chapter 2. Verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. And we noted God, verse 27 said, and he created man. And now he said, and he made man from the dust. Which man is here and which man was that one? And we saw that in verse 27, it was the inner man, the man's spirit. Now, here, we saw that, and God made man from the dust. Remember, God said, and he made him in his own image. God was not the dust. This is what we call the outer man. That is his container. Where man will walk. Chapter 3. Unfortunately, in chapter 3, 
we saw when man fell, God instructed him, do not eat from this fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. But man disobeyed God and man ate. I don't want to go into a lot of things. I know there is a series of teaching which we will soon start on the issue of relationship and marriage. I'm going to dissect this area very keenly to understand. Because, you see, what makes you to live a quality life as a believer First is understanding. Second is belief. The power of the world is released first and foremost by understanding. When you receive revelation, strength comes to you. The second part of it is when you believe, the power is released. Without these two, you will never make a good living as a believer. Man fell. You know, sometimes they say the reason why the devil went to, to the woman is because the, the woman is either an easy target. I don't know where you see that. Anyway, we're going to look at it when we come. What, was it because she's an easy target? What was the intention of Satan? But if you read, there are many things that will show to us that that's not the angle. Something is in the heart of the enemy. Yes, the woman was the one who let into the problem. Directly. But then we saw God, when God was coming, he didn't ask her. He went straight to the man. Why did the devil have to go to the woman? But when God was coming, he didn't go to the woman. He went to the man. He said, where are you? Where are you? He only asked the woman when the man shifted the blame. I said, it is a woman who you gave me. In fact, later we read in that chapter 3. And God said, what was the sin of Adam? He said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. Something is locked up there. Is it wrong to hear the voice of your wife? My, my wife gives me a lot of counsels. Very powerful. And I accept it. I didn't say it. But I said, close there. You listen to the voice of your wife to do what? That which I asked you not to do. That was his problem. But then even when we read in Romans chapter 5, he told us clearly that the one who sinned was Adam. He said, it's through Adam that sin came. Not if. When you let go your responsibility, even if the other person fit into your shoe and did the wrong thing, you are the one, you are the culprit. You are the very one that will be held responsible. Very unfortunate event. The Bible led us to understand that this falling 
took man into darkness. It took man into darkness. Into ignorance. Suddenly he can wake up and say there is no God. We saw it. It didn't start now. It starts even then. A person is a product of sin. Ignorance about God is a product of sin. When a man is separated, of course his eyes are blind. Suddenly, we saw even Adam and Eve for God, that God is everywhere. That God is all powerful. And suddenly they were hiding from God on the trees. How can you do that? And so many things. A man begin to exhibit that life that was not his in the beginning. Where did Cain learn how to kill? No, he didn't learn it. It is in the DNA. That's the kind of the life in darkness. Suddenly, we saw Lamech marrying to wife. Where did he see it? He was the ancestor of polygamy. Where did he see it? No. It does not have to exist. That life has the capacity to produce darkness. And so don't be surprised when you see all sorts of inventions and creativity to sin. That's the kind of that life. And the Bible shows to us that because we were in Adam, remember verse 28 of Genesis 1, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. God's desire is that through this one man, many will fill the earth. And so all humanity were in Adam. So when Adam sinned, we sinned. This is how we became sinners. Not because of what we have done. And the Bible says not that we are even seen in the similitude of Adam. No, we didn't break any law. In fact, there was no law. And when there is no law, you can't impute anything against any man. We say, yet we are sinners. We are born into the world physically alive but spiritually dead. We are separated from God, alienated from God. Because we have sinned. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the meaning of that. Not, not people that are in Christ. No. He was talking about the nature of how all of us have become sinners. But then we saw God in the last verses of chapter 3. Ah, for many years, I used to think that God sent Adam away from Eden as a punishment. But then I saw one phrase there. And I want us to see it before we move, we move away from there. Verse 22 of chapter 3 of Genesis. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like us to know good and evil. 
And now unless he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord, therefore, for this reason, therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out man and he placed Cherub at the east of the garden of Eden and the flaming sword which turned every away to guard the way to the tree of life. The flesh would have been immortalized. You and I would have been condemned like the devil. No path for repentance. It's for this reason. He said, he does not want man to lay his hands on the other tree, lest he live forever. He does not want that kind of person, that kind of man, that have become sin to live forever. That was not the intention of God. We saw already salvation right from Genesis. The intention of God. No, I don't want that kind of man. That's not the one I wanted on earth. And I don't want that to live forever. There's a kind that I need that he should live forever. He's the one in my image. And God drove him. And we saw how God began to make a lot of things. In his plan to redeem man, God chose Israel as a nation by whom the Savior will come. And he commit himself. And he promised the founder of that nation, Abraham. I said, this is my plan for you. And this is what I'm going to do. You know, you know sometimes, this, this is one of the reasons. It's not only you that have heard the gospel before. God has preached the gospel to a lot of people. He preached the gospel to Abraham. And Abraham saw Jesus and he believed Let's look at that, please, first, before we move. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 7. I want you to just look at verse 7. Can you give me any simpler translation? Maybe NIV or anyone? Thank you, Father. Just give me NIV. Yes. Uh oh. Okay, let me read from New King James. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Was the next verse? Scripture foresaw that God will justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel. In advance to Abraham. 
he announced the gospel. That all nations will be blessed through you. All nations will be blessed through you. Nations, not nation. All nations will be blessed through you. And he saw it. The next verse, verse 9. So those who rely on faith are blessed alone with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, curse is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Yes, while you are holding that, let me make a comment. You see, where my brother read in Exodus 19, where we read our scripture for the day, you know, God promised them something. He said, this is what I'm about to do. I want to make you a kingdom of priesthood. But there is a condition to it that you have to obey I spare us all the study. But as you go through, none of them kept it. None kept it. Are we together? They failed. But God remained committed to what he has planned. Because he never wants the man that has become sin to live forever. He's committed to saving man. Even when man fail. But he shows to us that was his intention. To make us a special people. A kingdom of priesthood. A, a, a nation set apart for him alone. But they failed. But yet God kept committed to what he did. And so he, he told Abraham, this is what I'm about to do. For because that's, that's the reason why you cannot be able to be right with God by the law. Because you will always fail. In fact, the law, as the scripture tells us, is a schoolmaster. It only reveals to you your weakness. It only reveals to you your incapability. You cannot be able to be, to be right with God. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. Next one. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. Christ has redeemed us. From the cause of the law. By becoming a cause for us. Those who live by the law are cursed. But now someone came and become cursed. He said for it is written. Cursed is everyone who is hung on the pole. Next one. He said he redeemed us. In order that the blessing. Please note this one. This is not money. This is not car. This is far greater, superior, incredibly more than how you can think. 
given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. What is that blessing? That's the question. What is that blessing? Given to Abraham. What is that blessing? You know, sometimes we talked about all this, the blessing of Abraham come to me. You know, in our mind is the cast. There's nothing wrong. You understand? But if it is for that, Christ would not have come because there were plenty of it. Are we together? And so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. I want you to show you, let me just say something about that. What is that blessing? What is that blessing? Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 7. Sorry, Romans chapter 4, verse 6. Help me in here so that you be faster. Now, I, I will not go to the passage in, in the Psalms where David said this. Because David is a prophet. He also saw it. Are we together? Remember I said it's not only you that have heard the gospel before. Now in this life when Jesus is here. And is saving people. Before in the Old Testament. There has never been any method. That God saves people is only by faith. By faith alone, He does it. It's only by faith. You saw it, He preached the gospel. Abraham saw Jesus coming. He said, It's through you. It's in this nation I have chosen to come through you that I'm going to bless the earth. He was not just seeing Isaac, it's Jesus He was seeing. He said that all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And now we saw that again. He said, this blessing that was given to Abraham. Are we together? He said, it's the one given to us that believe by faith. David says the same thing. When he spoke of the blessedness. That word again. Of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from what? That was the blessing. The blessing of justification. The blessing that a man is made righteous by believing in Christ. The Bible says, and Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him as what? Righteousness. That was the blessing of Abraham. That was the blessing of Abraham. That you and I as we come to Christ, we are sin. We have never committed sin. No. You see, there's a difference. When they said, oh, she was a prostitute before. You see, and a difference said, she is a queen. You know, the names are different. Okay, she's not doing prostitution now. But she was a prostitute. That means you are still thinking of her past attached to her. Are we together? But now she's no longer, she was not a prostitute. No, she is a queen. Now, it means she has never done prostitution. That is what justification means. If you have this understanding, you will come to God 
without an iota of guilt, no matter what you have committed. Because you know it's not by what you have done or, or not, or, 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 or the things you have not done that gives you access to God. No, it's what he has imputed in you. Is the greatest of blessings. And that's the blessing of Abraham. God was committed and is through Christ with you now. Oh, I even forgot I didn't tell you the title of the message. Hallelujah. First Peter, chapter 2, I'll just read verse 9. And verse 10. So if you are writing the title of the message. In the light. For this purpose. In the light. For this purpose. That is if you are in the light. You are in the light. For this very purpose. Media please walk with me. I beg you in the name of God. First Peter chapter one, chapter two, verse nine and ten. I will be content in every circumstance. You are in all. Yeah. You are in all. Now look at it. He said, but ye are a chosen generation. Now listen. In the, in the passage we read in, in Exodus, he said, if you obey. Are we together? And they didn't obey. But here he's saying there is no any condition. This is for those who are in Christ. It's something that is a, a height, a favor, a, a pedestal of glory. Are we together? He said, but ye are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Where we read, these are the same things that we are told today. He said, a special, a peculiar people. Why? He said, you are called forth. He said that ye will show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10. Which in time past, which in time past, you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. In time past, you have not obtained obedience. I mean, a uh, uh, mercy. He said, which have not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. But now you have obtained mercy. Now you have obtained mercy. 
media, if you have this version, just maybe a version like TPT, give me TPT, a version like TPT. All the effort God took to bring us into the light. He brought us for a reason. You know, I've heard many of us have prayed, Lord, I don't know my purpose. Lord, I don't know my purpose. Show me my purpose, O God. Show me my purpose, O God. Here is it. Are we together? Here is what? But you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. Priests who are kings. This is your position. You are a priest and you are a king. You intercede over your family, your nations. Don't be crying when there is a problem. It's because you are there. Are we together? You have power to legislate. You know, it looks simple. Yesterday, after we just finished, up to around one or thereabout, my little daughter, Eleanor, kept disturbing us. She doesn't want us to sleep. I said, Lord, I need sleep because I need to speak with strength today. She kept disturbing the mother. She kept disturbing everyone. She just wants to play. And there's nothing wrong to play. But daddy is serious now. He needs to meditate. You know, I slept. She kept disturbing the mother. And of course, she kept crying because as she cries, I will not sleep. I said, bring her here. Bring her here. I just held her. I said, I command you to sleep. See, you don't need to. I didn't even say it because my wife didn't even hear it. I just look at her like this in the dark because we, we shot light so that she will sleep. She refused to sleep. I look at her in my mind. Listen, when you have power, it's not when you speak that it comes. Are we understanding? I spoke to her. I said, I command you to sleep now. Why I sleep? Sleep now in the name of Jesus. Immediately I pray, I just lay her down on my bosom. You understand? And I just keep rubbing her hand. Just in seconds, she started grabbing my, my clothes like this. I knew that the men are coming. I just say, my love, carry her. She's about to sleep. You see? And that's how she slept. This is not about Pastor Victor. This is about understanding what you carry. You are a priest. You are a king also. You are a king. So don't be smuggling yourself from now to south. We have canceled many people they don't understand. Know who you are. Know who you are. You are a king. You should be treated that way. Don't be one who is a contraband goods. You are being smuggled and they are looking for you to trap you. And you are running away. And you have to continue living in perpetual life. No. That's not how kings live. 
politics are in charge. It's a spiritual nation. It's a set apart. That's what it means by a holy nation. It's not talking about sinlessness. It's talking about a person set apart for God. Don't desire that any part of your body should be used for anything is that than for God's use. That's why your dressing must, must, be, must be sound. It must be decent. Because you don't want the devil to take advantage of that. Because you are not the one that should advertise for Satan. No! Every part of my body, everything, my voice, my hand, my everything is set apart for God. You are a special people, a holy nation. He said he called you out. You decide that? He called you out. Of where? Darkness. That's why I said in the light will dispose. It was out of darkness he picked you. Out of, you were not, you were separated from him. Now he brought you in. To experience his marvelous light. To experience his marvelous light. And now, he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you will broadcast his glorious wonders through the world. It's for this purpose. So that you will broadcast. And King James who said, he says, so that you will, you will show the praises. In other version, he says, so that you show the excellences of him who has called you from darkness into his marvelous light. For this reason you should leave. Don't say again from now that you don't know your purpose. It's for this reason you came. Your homework is just to look at how do I do this? How am I shaped to do this? What we call purpose, that's just what it means. So don't say I don't know. It's in scripture. Because our identity gives us a clue of our purpose. If I said you are the light of the world, what am I saying? I'm saying your purpose is what? To shine. Understanding your identity in Christ, you understand your purpose. The only thing is that how do Pastor Victor will do his own? To some, they will do it through songs. Because God has carved out and given them a voice. To some, God will do it through administration. To some, but it's one and the same thing. To some, God will package you. And package you. And shape you in a way that you will present that thing. And broadcast God in that uniqueness. When we were talking with my wife, one of one of our sisters, very wonderful. We we're talking to her. She said, um, "My, it's because that the man, my purpose does not align with his purpose. That's an error. It's an error. It's not scriptural." If it is God that gave you that purpose, 
there is no purpose that cannot align. Because all it is his. What you are saying is that, what you are saying, <laughs> what you are saying that, that the hand is not compatible with the leg. That's what you are saying. It's not possible. When everything comes from God and God gave you and God gave me and you say it's not compatible. How? How? Something is wrong with our understanding. You can be a pastor that is preaching. And again, she can be one who is singing. It's compatible. It's just that the way you, 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 you transmit it is different. For this reason, you are brought into light. The goal is not all of us cannot be pastors. That's not why God called us. So don't be looking at your past. Your past is what we have described. That's darkness. And God has brought you out from it already. So you're not a product of your past. You are a product of the work of Christ. No. Don't accept it. You're not a product of your past. Christ has worked. You are a product of coming. What will make the difference is what you believe. Did you believe that you are a king? Did you believe, as I said earlier on, two things make a quality believer. Understanding and faith. To translate it into action, you must believe it. When you believe it, power is released to walk in that light. Do you believe you are a king? Do you believe you are special? Do you believe you are set apart for God alone? Do you believe that? He called you so that you broadcast the glory. So that you shine the glory. So that you tell people about his wonderful works. In a nutshell, so that you can preach the gospel. say again that I don't know my purpose. Don't make that statement. You know it. You know it. That's why he called you. That's why he called you. So that he can he, he can through you. And thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. And he said, and he make it manifest. The server of his knowledge by us in every place. He make it the knowledge of Christ. Is by who? By us. Where? In every place.
just pray, just pray. You say, Lord, thank you for opening my eyes. If you are not born again, just down in your heart and say, Lord, I come to you. I confess you as my Lord. From today, I will follow you. This is business. This is business. For this purpose, you came. For this purpose, you are saved. For this purpose, you are saved. For this purpose, you came to light. So that you will show forth the excellencies of him who has called you from darkness into his marvelous light. It's for this reason.